I lost my dad when I was 19, um, which was pretty sudden. He had a heart attack, um, you know, and sort of was my best mate, basically. Um, and I think I am obviously grateful for him and everything that um, I feel like I'm able to do now because of him. Hello there. Here we are again. Did you miss us? Season two of the Movement with Gratitude podcast is upon us. We're so excited after the huge success of season one. We are looking to embark on more conversations with some good human beings all centered around movement and gratitude. So sit back, relax, tell your friends, and remember, don't just run, run grateful. Here we are, another episode, uh, continuation of series two with our Move with Gratitude podcast here at Run Grateful with myself, founder of, uh, very proud founder of Run Grateful. Um, I think most people now that, that listen to this get, a, get an understanding of what it's all about, connection of uh, between movement and gratitude. And this podcast is a, is a great way really of just expanding that conversation, talking to other uh, amazing individuals, human beings around the world about what uh, relationship they have with running and movement um, and also gratitude. And yeah, just seeing what the conversation brings, really. It's all very organic. And today, or this evening, should I say, or this evening here in London anyway, um, speaking to a great guy um, who I don't know too well, but absolutely getting to know Michael quite well over the last few weeks in particular. Um, obviously, we share a little bit more as the conversation progresses. Uh, Michael is co-founder of uh, Hilo Athletics, uh, which is an incredible brand, which yeah, as I've alluded to, is uh, doing really important stuff, some great stuff, and uh, which we will uh, chat more specifically about with, with Michael, who knows a lot more than I do about the Pacifics. Uh, but hello, Michael, how are you doing? Good, Mark. I'm good, mate. Thanks for having me on. Good. No worries. You're very, very welcome. So, yeah, as, as I've just kind of uh, sprinkled a little bit of awareness around uh, what you do and, and your name, uh, which is as far as I've got so far, uh, just want to share the ABCs, mate, of kind of, yeah, who you are, yeah. um, more specifically, and just a little bit of, uh, yeah, what you're getting up to day to day, and then we'll jump in and have a chat. So you kind of summarised it quite well, um, um, in the sense that Hilo is my um, passion, it's what I love to do. Hilo Athletics exists primarily to protect the future of running and sport, and we do that by... Um, yeah, trying to engage with athletes about the environment in, in slightly a different way, I think, than, than what's been presented previously. Um, and my background, <coughs> excuse me, I've got a bit of a cough, but my background is in professional football. Um, so I did that for 10 years um, up until September 2020 when I retired to to go on the entrepreneurial founder journey um, and... <laughs> and uh, still sometimes question that choice um and um yeah i very much come at it from kind of the the power and the story of 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 sport and movement which i think aligns with what you've been speaking about for your whole life um yeah. athletes have to and naturally do have a connection with the planet and we need to find ways to use sport to 
to change some of the behaviors and 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 consumption models and and ways of doing things that have led us to kind of hurt the very thing that we all love and and um i think sport and sportswear is an incredible forum to to help drive some of that change amazing absolutely amazing and you know so interesting about yeah some of the stuff i want to chat about with what got you where you are today and you know just the process of your mind and, and how you relate to the world and how you're showing up and, and the courage that you're showing by doing what you're doing and it sounds like you know taking retirement from a profession that you equally were obviously passionate about um but then it went in this direction you positioned it as that, that kind of entrepreneurial founder journey which is a yeah a bit funky uh, but I know, I know you know from speaking to you, you know, you're building the world's first renewable sportswear company is uh which is pretty you know hard hitting you know to to kind of put yourself out there in that way and to kind of uh, be thought leaders i suppose being a world's first means you're definitely one of a few that are that are looking to do this so just to kind of take it back um you know talking about your relationship with with movement and the value it's always brought you uh, i would guess but you you're, you're very i suppose unique in a way not everyone can relate to that elite professionalism of sports or or movement you know for you it's football which yeah that structure and routine and and that environment is not everyone's privy to so just before then you know growing up you know where where was that and was you always kind of just naturally going to go in the direction of of sports um in particular football I think so. I think sometimes um, uh, things things just happen, and and I think for me, from the age I think four, I um, was kicking a ball, and it seemed to be part of um, who I was from a very early age. And um, I think as a kid, you don't always probably consciously be aware of the fact that nature and the environment and being outdoors is like such a big part of your enjoyment of things and it was only until I became uh, older I guess and you know the brain starts to develop and you start to think and become aware of your thoughts that I realized that I was just really happy when I was outside and I was just lucky that I had a sport and I had a, a, a decent okay level of of um, talent for to be able to like monetize and, and go on kind of this journey with um, but I always think about it as um, just just rooting me with a deep connection to the outdoors and 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 I think sometimes um, certainly like sports like football where it's sort of um, relatively like urban environments I would say in terms of like stadiums and training facilities can it, it can't always be obvious or the connection isn't always made that that outdoors and nature is a, is a massive part of that enjoyment but but whether you're in a city or in the mountains um that the privilege of being outside is is something that i think like a lot of us all share and and i felt no different as a footballer um so for sure i think um i was always on a pathway to love sport i think a little bit of luck and a little bit of timing allowed me to pursue that to a level um which which earned me a livelihood which was amazing um 
but I think regardless of that, I would have found um, a home in nature somewhere, somehow. Lovely, love that. Uh, and with that, I mean, I suppose, I was just thinking out loud more than anything, uh, Michael, but, you know, if something is a profession and you do it for a living, i.e. being, you know, in the outdoors and, you know, the sport, etc. for a lot of people, mainly is maybe they, they've matured a little bit, but, you know, as a way to unwind or a way to kind of get away from maybe what's going on day to day and just to kind of get out and, and move and run or walk or whatever the case may be, you know, for you, now, was there other ways in which you supported yourself from a, a well-being point of view if, you know, days were tricky or, you know, just I'm sure you've had many ups and downs in your career or just you know, as a as a human, you know, life's very rarely straightforward. So, you know, is there any coping mechanisms that you had with you kind of looking after yourself from a, a mental health point of view throughout that? Or was that even though you spent time in nature and, and outdoors and doing what you were doing, do you find that was that was enough or did you have other things in your life? I mean, sport's brutal. <laughs> as much as I've sort of, um, I guess, romanticised about it now, like during my career, it was it was tough. Um, you know, you're constantly facing um, kind of criticism, um, you know, either from fans or um, kind of coaches and or perceived criticism, I guess. Um, and it's it, it's sort of a a confronting space, I think, to 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 be in a lot of the time and, and you, you have to find a way to pick yourself up pretty much daily um, because it's an emotional space. <laughs> so for me, um, I, I probably struggled, I think, sometimes with, with that aspect of it and only later, really in the back end of my career, did I manage to find peace um, with that sort of yo-yo kind of culture, I guess. Um, and I think a lot of it was, was founded in like a, 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 um, a confidence in myself and an acceptance of, of, of football being like a vehicle for me to just enjoy my life. And a lot of the time, because we're bred as sports, as athletes, and certainly in the professional arena to compete all the time, you go on this sort of hamster wheel of like being dissatisfied um, mm. because every result is, you know, is short lived. You win one week, you lose the next. You're in the team one week, you're out of the team the next. And there's this constant um, sort of chasing your tail and never feeling like it's good enough. And I had this preconception in my mind that because I started out at QPR, I played in the Premier League and I was sort of, you know, a, um, I would say a talented sort of uh, hopeful young player that that was my North Star and anything else was failure. And then in my last two, two you know, two years, um, playing actually at the lowest level that I competed at, um, I had my most success. I had my most enjoyment. I, you know, loved the relationships that I had with people. And it's because I was at peace with with it, with it all, and I think um, um, sport teaches you perspective, but it can also t it can also create a a place in which you can constantly are dissatisfied. And I think 
the only way to truly enjoy sport is to remember that it's just a journey and perspective is the only thing that matters. And I only really, I'm so pleased I got there in the end, but I only had that for about 18 months at the, at the back end of my career. And the other sort of nine, 10 years were spent on the hamster wheel. Um, so I don't always bring that into my day-to-day life now, um, but I try and remember that nothing is ever good or bad. It just is. Um, things Love happen. That. Yeah, things happen and just sort of get on with it and enjoy it and and perspective. Oh, I think you jumped on uh, mute there, Michael. Yeah, oh, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> no problem. So, I mean, there's so much there and it's kind of like my head wants to go in two or three different directions and just, you know, as, as always, just trying to... Um, yeah, just kind of home in on, you know, the gratitude piece, I suppose, uh, which kind of shone there. Um, but before I kind of get into that and we go in that direction, you know, one of the things that kind of spoke to me as you were uh, sharing what you just shared was, you know, how we're all, we, we all go through what we go through. And there is a, there is a blueprint largely um, around kind of, you know, how we can find that piece you know, for, for want of a better word, you know, we hear the noise around, you know, keeping things in the day and getting things in perspective and, you know, everything that kind of comes with that. But then also knowing that, you know, the process is the process and we, as humans, for whatever reason, more often than not, we tend to find out the hard way or we need to go through hardships or difficult times or difficult conversations because there's that balance between, you know, reaching our full potential whatever that is, but knowing that if we engage in the world in certain ways, then, you know, it's going to provoke certain thoughts and feelings in us. And how do we manage, how do we manage that? How do we manage the journey? And, you know, I think we can all reflect to say, you know, if I knew now what I knew then and, and all that kind of jazz, which is just impossible. But it's nice when we do reach that point in time, which it sounds like you you did around having that level of acceptance uh, where we can kind of, tune out of that kind of certain frequency in the world which is very pressure driven and contradictory where we can actually just relax into it say actually i find my lane here you know and there's a level of admittance around i'm okay with that you know and then all of a sudden the energy shifts and changes doesn't it and and then you know you've gone to do what you're doing now which i, I would imagine is is a as a consequence of you know that that type of acceptance that, that you had you know which if someone was to share that with you 10 years ago i'm sure you wouldn't have, have heard it in um you know in in that way so yeah tricky business life and planet earth but but talking about planet earth um yeah you know you've already shared about your your passion and love for the outdoors so take us to the creation of Hilo and yeah how it kind of come about and and this kind of founder journey that that you've embarked on um yeah share share some of that that journey with us so it 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 began mainly with um a conversation with my co-founder um called a guy called jacob um who was a a friend of mine at the time and obviously still is a friend of mine but um sometimes i lead with i lead with co-founder and and end with friend but i should start with (laughs) friend and Jacob um he's 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 a bright cookie and he's always been sort of quite entrepreneurial and I was just fascinated as his friend playing in the sports space about how he was getting on and the projects he was working on and we used to catch up and talk um 
about a variety of different topics and things in the world and, and was always inspired by the way he thought and um and his outlook um and one day he called me up and he said uh, what sports brands do you like and do you resonate with as an athlete and from that conversation sparked I think a five-hour discussion talking about kind of brands and the power of the athlete and where sportswear is and, and, and what it feels like to wear a brand on your chest and the impact that it has and what it says about you as a human being and I think sports and sports brands is quite a unique space of, of kind of the consumer world or whatever you want to call it where you know when you compete even with yourself in a solo exercise it's a massive representation of self and who you want to be in the world and it's such a place of growth that I think we've all experienced and and um in short I, I after that conversation I felt a little bit uncomfortable with how I was presenting myself as an athlete whilst I have had a small platform I was still um a cog in a in a machine that I didn't feel aligned with the future of sport that I wanted to see um so after that conversation we sort of started to just get after it really and ask questions and do research and you know it took us a few months to bring our thoughts together in sort of a way that wasn't erratic and just um uh, a couple of mates having a, a chin wag um and from there really just it grew arms and legs and it felt um, like we had to do it and we had to sort of give it a go and listen we're still sort of evolving and learning but you know three years on from there we've got um We've got some products we've got a small team um and we've got an opportunity um and i'm yeah grateful to him uh, very much so for that for that initial phone call and for giving me the support and the um yeah i i, I think the, it, the he was the right person at the right time and um i don't i'm pretty sure i wouldn't have been able to do in fact i'm certain i wouldn't have been able to do something like this without somebody like that alongside me yeah, it's amazing. And it kind of, uh, my dad says it often, a lot can happen in 24 hours. And, uh, you know, via that conversation, if you would have said to yourself, you know, uh, a few days even before that, that you'll be doing what you're doing now, you know, it's uh, a funny old thing, isn't it? That, you know, what certain conversations can, can spark. And, and also, you know, you mentioned the word about being uncomfortable, you know, and about going to that place and, and asking these questions of ourselves around, you know, are we doing what we want to be doing? Are we kind of giving ourselves the best opportunity here to kind of, yeah, serve ourselves, uh, serve ourselves in the best way we can? You know, and uh, and you know the courage that it takes to maybe answer them questions honestly. You know, which uh, that's another conversation about self honesty. But you know, you did take that that jump. Um, you know, with 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 your co-founder. So um, it's always nice to have someone alongside you. Uh, I know you've got a, a family as well, which are very supportive. So, you know, with, with all of that in mind, with the sacrifices and the, and the risks and the decisions that you've made, well, what's been the biggest, uh, I know there's lots, you know, just from my own journey. So, you know, there's the one that comes to mind as, as I'm asking the question, the, the biggest challenge, um, I imagine it's, yeah, it's a different world than what you're used to, uh, you know, with creating what you're creating. Is it from a, from a retail point of view, just, yeah, just the products and, you know, making them, um, you know, how, how you want them and, and how you like them and that kind of, you know, the, the renewable side of things. Because uh, I imagine it's quite disheartening maybe to see some of what goes on behind the scenes, is it? Yeah, it's an interesting one. 
I mean, we could be here. We could literally be here all night if I was listing all the challenges that we faced, and I probably couldn't even, you know, even like every day, basically every single day is relentless, consistent yeah. headwind. <laughs> you know, whether you, you know, because whether you're pitching and trying to grow the business, a lot of people just don't respond. Whether you know something happens in your supply chain when you're trying to make your product or you find out you can't make do something. I mean, it's literally just every day is just is relentless. And so like, it's hard for me to like isolate particularly one, but I will just say generally like the one thing that I've found most challenging is um, accepting and letting go that you can only go so fast and it doesn't matter how much you want it or how smart you think your plans are it 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 can only go so fast and um you know for a business like ours where we 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 try and create a, a product we obviously have a very stringent environmental focus on how we make it so that poses challenges we then after we have the confidence in that product, we have to buy the product. It, it takes time to get made and then it gets shipped to us by a um, sea freight and not air freight because, you know, sea freight is 44 times less emissive than air freight. So that's an extra six to eight weeks on the water versus one week on a plane maximum. So at all of these junctures, you've got quite a lot of slow, <laughs> slow yeah. stuff. And as a person, who's quite directional and used to like, okay, I've got a match every weekend. I've got an opportunity to write whatever I'm feeling needs to be wronged um, from the previous week and you can move on pretty quick. Whereas for us, it's like, we can only go so fast and just accept that rather than push against it. And I think I spent the first two years pushing against it. And that's probably where I feel if I'm, really reflective is where we made our biggest mistakes is trying to go too fast when actually it's just impossible. It's illogical. It doesn't make sense that there's no, the levers aren't in place for you to go quickly. Um, and I think once I've, I've tried to embrace that more, I'm still working on it. Um, but you know, that's why just, just being with that has helped. Yeah. It's helped me. Yeah. I heard a long time ago, actually in my early days of, uh, kind of, yeah, just trusting that this is why I was put on planet Earth, you know, uh, bringing certain things to life and, and yeah, doing whatever I've done, is uh, patience isn't the ability to wait. It's, what, it's, it's how you act whilst waiting. And as soon as I heard that, it just kind of made sense. And uh, I was like, yeah, you know, that, that kind of resonated with me. And there's also another saying that I heard, uh, if you've launched on time, you've launched too late. Because like you mentioned, there's never that perfect time, you know, and... Uh, but you just got to kind of be in, be in the game, as some people describe it as, you know, stay, stay in the game. And uh, yeah, it's a marathon. There's another great quote in that, which is, if you launch with the perfect product, you're too late. And uh, yeah. that sort of is is interesting because it's like there's no such thing as the perfect product. So just keep moving forward. Yeah, that's it. Like I said, it's a marathon and not a sprint. So, so with that in mind, you know, uh, I've kind of highlighted a little bit of, running talk there with marathons and sprints etc um it's obviously something you're very keen on you know I, I know that you've embarked on uh on a few things over the last couple of years uh pretty pretty monumentous uh, one of them in particular 
uh, that I know of, and I know that we're going to be doing something together with some other great people in the in a week or so. Um, yeah, but tell us about some of the the ultras uh, that that you that you did and uh, and what you learned from that experience. That was mega. Um, so I think the context of the ultras was me having spent the first year outside of professional football, feeling pretty. Can you swear on the podcast? Yes, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty shit. Um, so um, I was working like 13, 14 hour days, um, burning out pretty much every four to six weeks with some kind of flu. Um, and then going through that cycle for a year. And I got to Christmas in 2021, um, which was the first full year of Hilo. And just was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I gave up job security, way better pay. Um, and um, yeah, a pretty easy life in, in the main with football, although it had its challenges. It was, it was physical. It was consistent. It, it was all I knew. Um, to do to be stressed every day basically and then i realized that i needed to change my lifestyle around um around work otherwise it wasn't sustainable and i really believe that you need a scalable you in order to achieve scalable goals um so i started to run in january um 2022 literally did a couple of k and then started to run a bit more started to run a bit more and um a friend of i guess my wife's mainly um um, just by chance got into contact with her and was was like, hey, I'm really fancying, fancying doing a challenge. They were talking and he was like, I want to do like a kind of a running thing and, and make it around the environment and make it impactful and it not just be about me. And and I'd been saying to her for quite a few months, I was like, I fancy a challenge. I want to sort of channel this in in a way which which is adventurous and different. And so we, um, in September 2020, Two, so like seven, eight months, uh, sorry, 10 months, uh, nine months, what's wrong with me? Maths, terrible. Um, nine months after we, um, I started to run properly, we did four ultras in four days. The challenge was called the four elements and each um, element represented 50 kilometers and um, it was air, fire, earth and water. And we ran in locations in the UK that represented the elements um, and we camped and we, we traveled through it and, um, it was 200k in total. It was horrifically challenging, but the most special experience of my life. Um, and I think through running, I realised that um, it's so much more than running. It's so much more than that that sort of exercise. It's it's a, it's a way of life. It's it allows you to sort of um, to yeah to really experience things in a new way. So um, yeah, I, I absolutely love it now. I just um, I'm almost at a point where I'm trying to like wean my addiction because I'm worried I'm too addicted to that now. So, um, but yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, it happens. And, you know, to bring gratitude uh, probably into the conversation, although we've flowed with it uh, along along the way throughout our chat, you know, is, is movement and gratitude and kind of grateful runs, mindful runs, is that something that you are familiar with or kind of just come across or something that you've practiced or... Yeah, what's your relationship with like mindfulness and and like meditative type things? Is it is it something that you've um, yeah that you've kind of engaged with? Yes, but I found 
yeah, I found that I've been on a journey with it for sure. I think for me, like running slowly has been my form of meditation. I still struggle with today just sort of sitting there and saying, right, I'm going to meditate. Um, mm-hmm. But I find it easier to access that sort of, yeah, stillness in me um, when I'm running and particularly when I'm running slow and, and quite long. So, you know, north of an hour, heart rate sort of very manageable, um, 120, 130 and, and sort of getting into that sort of... That's quite the sweet spot, Yeah, that's the dream, man. I just try and live there if I can. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Just even, I've got a big smile as you're describing that. And I can often see it in people, you know, as, uh, as they're running along. And you can just see when they've just found that flow. And they, it just feels like you could, I mean, it, it doesn't happen because we, you know, well, it does for some, I suppose, but where you could just feel like you could run forever, you know, and you're just, yeah, in that, in that sweet spot. Uh, it's great when you experience that. Yeah, exactly. And it's such, um, such a unique place that I find really hard to access, you know, without running. Um, but then I would say the last six months and really this new year, I've been trying to layer in breath work, um, the guys who I did the ultras with, he's a breathwork instructor. So we sort of brought a little bit that, of that into our running. Um, and I, I'm, I'm quite like a, a kind of like a science sort of type thinker. Like if I understand kind of the benefits to my body, I'll then like trust and go with it. And then I think kind of spiritually I'll, I'll embrace, I'll find the benefits, but, I can't just go into that without understanding what's happening in my body. And when he started to like talk to me about breathing and he was like, um, I think the analogy he used, which obviously varies from person to person, but he was like, you can go um, three weeks without food, give or take three days without water, give or take, but three minutes without breath. Mm. And yet, we prioritize a lot of and like we prioritize and put a lot of emphasis on food water and all other aspects of our like wellness he's like nobody's practicing their breathing and how much oxygen they can get and how much and how oxygenated parts of their body are and like when i thought about it like that i sort of set aside all of the sort of the woo woo sort of spiritual stuff which i think a lot of the time is connected to these practices and i was like that makes a lot of sense, you know? It does, yeah. And, and then I started to see the benefits of it personally firsthand and explored a bit more of the science. And like, there's so many parts of our brain that are just under oxygenated because we're not breathing properly. Um, so yeah, without making this into a breathwork sort of discussion, um, I just found it fascinating that we've, we've taken it so much as a given and just like anything in life you can get better and if you could if i could say to you tomorrow you could double your oxygen capacity <laughs> you know yeah, why wouldn't you why wouldn't you do you know what i mean like yeah. it's only well it's it's one of the only few things we genuinely need genuinely yeah. need so you know that's why i've sort of really gone head first into trying to like get better yeah and i love that and i mean that's part of like why run gratefully exists really it's just kind of playing around with that experience and kind of not going against what's what's out there but just like why wouldn't you just kind of you know attach it to 
to other things potentially and you know and whatever the outcome is the outcome it can kind of work for you or not but just like, what's the harm in trying you know and you know gratitude and, and you know attaching it to my running and you know i've been doing it for years and years and uh it's just something for me yeah like running in particular was an area of my life where there was no pressure i wasn't really interested in chasing pbs and, and distances it was just something you know i had a young family at the time so to kind of duck out for 20 minutes half hour you know, just felt quite manageable and, you know, wasn't too much of a of an impact from family life. You know, I had you know, friends that are very keen cyclists and fishermen that had to go that had to go out all day to get anywhere. <laughs> you know, so running just kind of fell into a lap in that sense. And yeah, just having that kind of area of my life where it was just kind of relaxed and and then the breath work side of things, you know, I can really relate and you know, not too dissimilar to yourself in my own way. You know, I hit a bit of a spot in life about two thousand and 17 18 around about that time and uh, i come across breath work again i tried it for the first time years ago 2005 six i know that because of a place that i went when my daughter was young when she was born um but anyway fast forward all them years and and i just dived into the breath the breath work side of things and and as you shared you know looking into the science and kind of there's the different opportunities within that space and met various people and went various places and, and, and done lots of different practices and different techniques and yeah kind of changed my life really you know really did shift something quite quite dramatic in me so i can really relate to to introducing breath into, into the uh into our daily well as much as we can anyway can kind of do do us a lot of good so um so that's that's amazing and uh just a couple of things on the, the gratitude piece. So we like to share some of the finer details about gratitude. Uh, and what I mean by that is, is there anything that comes to mind over a person? Or I mean, you've already shared a lot about your experiences and how you're grateful for them because they've led you to where you are and that kind of acceptance piece that you shared uh, very openly about. But is there someone in particular that you're very grateful for? Um or, or a certain experience, which is, yeah, that you can kind of look back on with fondness and joy and brings a smile to your face. Wow. Um, that is a, a big question and one I've got to be careful to answer to, so I don't offend <laughs> it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, listen, there's loads, I'm sure. But, uh, but yeah, it's just one that comes to mind. I think, weirdly, like, and this... Um, is something maybe I've only re realised recently and I'm not saying it just to try and sound like I'm, um, yeah, all cool with it. But um, I lost my dad when I was 19, um, which was pretty sudden. He had a heart attack, um, you know, and sort of was my best mate, basically. Um, and I think... I am obviously grateful for him and everything that um, I feel like I'm able to do now because of him um, and because of my mum as well. Um, and I feel a strong connection to my kind of lineage and my history, I guess. Um, but yeah. I'm also grateful for that experience um, because I realised at the time how codependent I was on him um, and how we I very rarely took a decision without, you know, well, I, I never took a decision without consulting him. He was like my agent in football as well. So he yeah, was like helping me negotiate some of my first contracts. Um, and um, I feel like whilst it was obviously horrific, the, the, the perspective I take from it is 
that I am now able to really like weather things. And, and, and I, I know there's a place in me that has been pretty dark and pretty challenging and, um, and also very emotional. Um, so I think that alongside football, um, like kind of gave me a sense of maturity to a certain degree that I feel now like anything can really happen. <laughs> um, hopefully it won't, but like anything could really happen. And, 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 um, I find a way to come back. It might not be easy, but I'd find a way to come back. Um, and I think without that, I might not have understood that side of me and, and might not have had, I feel like, that confidence to go and do things. Because when you know that you've been pretty dark <laughs> and things have been pretty challenging and you still manage to have a life and a, and a beautiful one um, with a family and friends and, yeah, touchwood, good health, um, after something like that, you recognise that everything is sort of kind of transitory. Everything um, somehow finds a way to, to to kind of work itself out. And I think, um, yeah, don't always practice it. Don't get me wrong. By all means, it's a, it, you know still a, an ongoing thing. But I feel like that experience. Um, is, is a massive part of who I am today, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, thanks for sharing. And and listen, you just you just kind of give yourself the answer to in a roundabout way a question. But you know, it's a practice. You know, we've never really reached this final destination. Uh, with, you know, with this, but you know, sharing what you just shared there is the power of the evidence that you've got to know that it's you know it's within you. You know, to reflect and to take learnings and to look back at a dark, challenging traumatic time but kind of come out the other side of it you know these words just slipping out but like not a better person but you know like me maybe a more mature person and uh you know taking the good from that and just seeing how it can serve you well in the future you know that's the power of all this stuff you know there's different there's this is there's a timing issue with this you know there's at certain stages of any process if you were to hear certain things or you know someone was to kind of feed uh certain things back then maybe you you're not quite there yet to listen to it and how it's intended, which is hopefully with love and, and all that kind of stuff. Because you know, we go through all different stages, then we have kind of anger and sadness, etc. Um, but to look, you know, to share what you just shared there, mate, for me, it's that's all boxed up with with gratitude in, in in one gratitude story there. So thanks for sharing that. And uh, yeah, powerful stuff. And you know, I don't need no more evidence. I've got my own. And just from hearing stuff like that from yourself and other people that I've kind of been connected with or friends with, you know, with their own experiences uh, that they've been through and come out the other side, it's just, yeah, just the fuel that I need, you know. So if we can kind of create a platform, which we are doing with one grateful to kind of sprinkle some of that, you know, on a, on a greater level, then, you know, I'm all for it. So um, anyway, I've gone off on a tangent there. So a bit, a little bit lighthearted. Uh, again, it's not to get you uh, in trouble and to say the right thing. Um, so yeah, whatever comes, comes. But if you're out uh, on a on a grateful walk or grateful run, and you come across a genie lamp, this is very random in Michael, so bear with me. Uh, and then you just see it on the side of the road there, and, and you could pick it up and you could have three wishes whilst out on your run. What 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 comes to mind? Be your your three wishes, mate. If this genie lamp was to was to come and uh, come into your path. Wow. Um, 
think, <laughs> let me go deep here. I think one would be um let me, how do I, I'm trying to frame this in my head to be really honest. Um, so I think I'll go with like a few few different parts of my life just just because I think the most honest way to approach it. So like materially, um, whilst I try not to connect to it, I also know that like I, I I have a family and I have a business and I've got people who rely on that business. So I want Hilo to be successful. And I think if Hilo is successful, um, you know, in a material way, then we will have driven a lot of good. And I think no doubt, obviously I'm showing up to my work to try and build something and to try and build, you know, value for myself, the world, the people that I work with, but, I would be lying if I said it wasn't important to me to build Hilo into something that, um, you know, was very supportive. Um, so I think that's that, that would be wish number one. Um, number two would be um, good health for, you know, as many people as I could wish for. I don't know if the if there's parameters on the on the <laughs> yeah. on, on the wish, but particularly obviously for my family. Um, um, because, you know, health is really the only thing that matters. Um, so, so that would be the second one. And I think the third one would be, um, um, from a personal perspective, without, without getting too much like world peace and <laughs> all of that stuff, um, I think it would be to, to find like that flood, like to just, just, just to be in, presence more than more than i'm not <laughs> yeah you know and i think it sounds a bit you know i think people who understand that will understand it people who, who don't will just think i'm chatting a lot of bullshit um, but you know there's moments in our days very few of them i find where you're just like okay i'm here right now i'm dealing with what is in front of me and a lot of the time i find it's at weekends or something when i've had a run you know i've had a, a shower and drinking my coffee and I'm just I'm right here right now um and I don't as much as I have I I I I'm fully aware that in order for me to achieve wish number one I need to be connected into this world and I need to be clued up and on it and you know like I also don't want that to be my life consistently yes because it's like it can be quite it can be sometimes a little bit soul destroying um, and I want to find ways within that to kind of have that presence and have that just I'm just here right now and I'm enjoying what I'm doing um so I've still haven't figured that out at all um but I I've had moments where it's prevalent for me so yeah I think wish number three would be figure that one out <laughs> yeah and no, I love that and uh, mate, it just you know, it feels like from you know, getting to know you a little bit, but you know, largely from the outside looking in, that that yeah, you're on your way, you know, when you're following your curiosities and you're trying to leave the the, the planet a better place than you know, where as you as you entered it, and uh, you know, being supportive and just just showing up, you know, and uh, I've mentioned it a couple of times, and but you know, it takes courage, and uh, and there's a vulnerability, and kind of we feel exposed a lot of the time because we're putting ourselves out in certain ways, and 
So that for me just needs to be championed, you know, and uh, I speak for Run Grateful and, and myself and the Run Grateful community. And we've got a lovely bunch that, you know, appreciate what we do and support it. So we support you and uh, best way we can uh, throughout the journey. And we see what good we can get up to um, collectively and uh, together. And, and yeah, you know, just, just appreciate your time. Grateful for what you're doing in the world. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly optimistic bumps in the road as always but you know i'm fairly optimistic that you're gonna create something you know really meaningful and uh and really powerful with it and it's all kind of you know what does that actually mean because even to get to this far says a lot you know uh but i know that you probably feel like me and think like me which is we've not even touched the sides yet you know there's there's a lot more to be done but patience is uh i think we've both been uh reaffirmed to us in this chat you know we get there when we get there right eh? Mate, exactly and that's um you know we're something i think we're both working on from the conversations we've had is just yeah feeling um feeling good with where we are basically and 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 um yeah from my side of things i think the idea of you and you've you've heard me say this to you before but i'll say it again is like using running and this idea of gratitude and and, and sharing that message is it's amazing. It's so it's so needed and it's so um, important right now because I found that I think just coming back to the ultras very quickly is when I was in that place where I was running a lot, I was kind of more compassionate, like a better, <laughs> better human. Um, yeah. And if other like if I can get back to that place, I'd love to. Um, um, and if more and more people like follow that path, then I think. Yeah, like we're we're in a good spot. So, so keep 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 sharing that message because, like, um, somebody once said to me, a changed mindset is 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 changed forever. And a lot of people yeah. think, um, oh, okay, I need to do this to change, or I need to do that to change. But sometimes it's just a mindset. You just you know you just experience something that changes how you are. Um, and I think running is 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 can be that and certainly running with gratitude definitely can be that so so big up i'll, I'll always try and support where i can oh, good man now i've really enjoyed our chats and there'll be plenty more to come i'm, I'm absolutely sure of that <laughs>